the parable of uh, the talents, rather intriguing parable on many levels. Liturgically, of course, we are hearing it today because the end of the liturgical year is coming. So next Sunday is the 34th Sunday of the year, and then it is the first Sunday of Advent. So we begin a new liturgical year. And once again, like last weekend, with the parable of the ten maidens, five wise and five foolish, if we do not understand today's parable as well in the context of the delay of the parousia or the delay of the second coming of Christ, if we don't understand it in that context, we can misunderstand this parable. Folks, the point of the parable is not how to invest money. It's not how to make profits, but the point of the parable is that one should not get careless and lose sight of eternity as we await the second coming of Christ. That's the point of the parable. Now, the parable naturally draws our attention to the three individuals who were given the man's talents and asked for an account when he came back. And I'm going to resist the temptation to talk about these three people. Rather, I want to talk about the man who actually gives the talents. And there are three things I want to say about him. First, the parable tells me that the man was very generous to each of the three individuals towards whom he had no obligations. He gave his own possessions. If the man in the parable is God and the individuals who received gifts are us, we realize that even though God owes us nothing, that God has entrusted much to us. God has given us life and everything that comes with it. This beautiful creation. The people in our lives, to Dan and Emma, your baby. Our abilities, our intellect, our gifts, our emotions, and even our challenges, God has given them to us. But most of all, we have been given God's love, God's mercy, and redemption. Jesus has been given to us. Heaven itself has been entrusted to us. So the man is a generous man, like God is a generous God. Secondly, the parable tells us that the man was very trusting. He trusted the individuals with his own wealth. He simply gave them the talents and he left town. He doesn't impose his views on them. He doesn't tell them what they must do with his fortune. He simply trusted them with the talents. Once again, Applying this to God and us, we realize that God trusts us immensely. The greatest symbol of God's trust is freedom. 
Every human person has freedom that cannot be taken away from the person without great injustice. We are free to make whatever we, whatever we wish of our lives and do whatever we want with the many gifts that God has given us. Truly, we are free. God gives us freedom and time and energy and resources, our bodies, our minds, our hearts. All that we are and all that we have, God trusts us with them. Finally, the parable tells us something very beautiful and affirming. It says, to one he gave five talents, to another two, to a third one, to each according to his ability. And I love that about this man. He gave these things according to their ability. The man is not the hard master that the third individual in today's reading accused him of being towards the end of the parable. No, he is reasonable. Relating this to God, we can say that God is reasonable. It tells us that God does not expect from us what is beyond our ability. This does not mean that God has no expectations of us. It means that God is good and understands our limits and the extent of our possibilities. So three things about this man. So here's the practical implication I want to suggest from today's readings. Folks, each one of us plays a dual role. On the one hand, we are like the man in the parable. We are called to be like him, generous, trusting, and reasonable. There are people in our lives, isn't it? Spouse, child, children, colleagues, students, parishioners, patients, clients, neighbors, and anyone else that God has put in our lives. In these relationships, we are called to be like God. Generous, trusting, reasonable, and respectful of other people's abilities. On the other hand, we are like the men in the parable who receive the talents. We have been given life, talents, abilities, freedom, time, resources, and everything that comes with it. The God who gives them to us is generous, trusting, and reasonable. But today we are being invited not to bury these gifts, but I believe do two things with it. First, work for the common good, and secondly, give glory to God. Yes, our gifts must be used not to make ourselves richer, or to exercise power and authority, or to achieve fame. Rather, we are being invited to use God's gift to bring meaning to our lives, to enrich the world and the lives of the people, and most of all, to give honor and glory to God. So very soon, bread and wine, our gifts, are going to be put on this altar. And we're going to bring these gifts and put them on the altar. God receives these gifts 
Look what God does with it. God takes our bread and wine and makes them something far greater than what we can ever imagine. The bread and wine will become the body and the blood of Christ. So today, along with this bread and wine, we offer all that we are and all that we have. They're God's gift to us. And we place them before God. And I believe that God will take what we have to offer and just like with the bread and wine, make the very gifts we give something far greater than we can ever imagine. What God has given us, let us now give it to God and use it for the greater good and to give honor and glory to our Father. People of God say